Welcome to the Ask a Relationship Coach podcast. This is your host, Jenny Morrow, and I am back here answering another listener question. So thanks for those who are joining me today. I was out of commission for like a week, week and a half. I ended up having the flu and it was just really awful. So with all of the coronavirus stuff going on right now, right after having the flu, I will admit there has been a bit of anxiety and I'm just kind of navigating that some, practicing everything I teach clients, my mindfulness practice, and the whole poet process. I've just been working that a bit with my health and having some good conversations with Bryce as we're just thinking about how to navigate everything we're seeing in the news and everything that's going on. So welcome to all of you who are here today. You may notice that we haven't had the music on the podcast lately. So since I've been recording these via video and also posting them to YouTube, to be honest, part of it is just timing. It's just so much easier for me to record these videos and then post the audio to our podcast and the video to YouTube. And so I haven't been adding any music um, or putting it on our editing software. So I don't know, it's just felt like the most important thing is that I'm answering lots of questions. And so that's really going to be more and more of the focus moving forward. Um, whether it's just me here or just Bryce or the two of us, the focus is going to be starting to answer more questions. So really, if you have any relationship question that pops up that you're just feel curious about, please send your question to Jenny at advancedrelationshipacademy.com. And if you're at all curious about how to, um, if you're all curious about how to actually hang on, I'm pausing for one moment. Okay. So sorry about that quick little interruption. Um, so if, um, so yes, please send in your questions. Our focus is going to be answering more and more questions and helping you all to, uh, begin to learn a new way of looking at relationships, hopefully through actually, a, you know, talking about your unique situations here on the podcast. So today I have a question and it comes through from um, an anonymous question. And oh, one other thing, if you are listening to this podcast and you're all curious about courses that we're offering or coaching options, go to advancedrelationshipacademy.com. Bryce and I are going to be hosting a Decoding Men seven-week, oh no, I think it's actually a, it's actually maybe a 12-week, that's what it is. It's a 12-week Decoding Men course, and we're starting it at the end of March. And so this is just going to be for women, this course in particular. It'll be a chance to get on live coaching calls with us every other week, and then you'll get a video course every other week. So, um and it's a really affordable price. So feel free to just go check that out. You can also get the online mastery course, which is everything I use with my private clients. So um, if you're interested in that, any of those things go to advancedrelationshipacademy.com. Okay, so let's dive into today's question. So the question asker asks, she says, my husband and I have been married nearly 10 years. I have never felt comfortable around him. There is always a sense of anxiety associated with his presence. I try to talk to him about a lot of things. It doesn't seem like he listens and responds with either a disagreement about what I said or a short response. He tells me the only way he knows how to connect is if he has sex first. This makes sex seem like a chore or obligation, which is a big turnoff. 
if we aren't having sex regularly, twice a week or so, he really shuts down and our conversations go from awkward to non-existent. I want to feel connected and comfortable in our home. What are some other ways to connect other than having sex? Which to me is just about keeping the peace. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, so this is actually, um, there's a lot in this question, even though it's not a very long question. There's a few things that really stood out to me. So I'm gonna present um, some questions to the question asker and just see if we can dive a little bit deeper, even though you're not here with me. So you said that you've been married 10 years, so about a decade, and you said that you have never felt comfortable around your husband, and that there's always a sense of anxiety associated with his presence. So if you were here with me, one of the things I would really wanna understand is what do you mean when you say you've never felt comfortable around him? Does that mean you have actually never had an experience of being in his presence and feeling safe emotionally as you have conversation. Um, because if that's true, then, then you know I can answer your question about how, other ways to connect, but it's really hard to do that with someone you do not feel safe emotionally in their presence. And um, you know it could be true that you actually never feel safe around him. That is true of some people in certain relationships. Um, it might be true that you only feel comfortable around him 10% of the time, 20% of the time, 50, maybe 70 or 80, and you're just kind of talking about a small percentage of an experience that happens with him, I'm not sure. Um, but when you say you try to talk to him about a lot of things, it doesn't seem like he listens and responds with either disagreement or a short response. So again, I would just be curious, is this, is this how all of your conversations go? Has that been true all 10 years of your marriage? Has it been just true the last year or five years? Has something changed since having kids? So I would really wanna dive in and really, really understand a little bit more about what's the truth here. Um, because again, you and your husband could definitely, definitely do some work together if he's open and willing. Um, if it's true that you feel comfortable around him less than 50% of the time, even let's say less than 30% of the time for sure, you know, if I were to, um, to give you a suggestion as, um, as a coach, I would suggest that in that case, it would be really essential to get support. So, um, and you maybe already have gotten support. So what you would want to do is assess, is that support working? Am I feeling more comfortable um, through the support that we're getting? Is it working or not? Because if, it's, if you have gotten support and it's not working, you want to look at other avenues. Um, and or at some point, you may want to look at your own experience and say, why, why am, I in a, am I in a relationship where I never feel comfortable around my husband? Am I in it because I'm hoping to feel connected at some point? Am I in it for kids? Am I in it for um, like family cultural belief reasons? Am I in it for financial reasons? What, what are the reasons I am living and sleeping with a human being with whom my nervous system can never relax? So again, if that's the truth, then I would say there's something, there's some big questions to ask yourself and you might need some individual support to work through that some. 
Now, again, if it's just true that you feel comfortable sometimes, but not enough, you know, you get to decide kind of what is that line for you. Um, now, again, I'm not hearing you say that you're questioning the relationship or that you're interested in ending it. I'm just hearing you say you want some other ways to connect other than having sex, which to you is just about keeping the peace. Like you aren't experiencing sex as an avenue for connection. But my concern is that if you can't even feel comfortable around him, like emotionally at all in his presence, I'm not sure that identifying ways to connect is the most helpful starting point. So that would be my concern. My concern is actually the safety that you're experiencing in your nervous system. And I'm not saying he's not a safe guy. He might need to learn how to converse differently in a way that works for you, that helps you feel safe. And if you're in a partnership where both people are invested, then both people are willing to look at what do I do to help my partner feel more safe, feel more loved and within reasons, right? So we all have that um, opportunity in a relationship, but it has to go both ways. It just has to go both ways. And if it's become a pattern where it's like you have sex and then he's nice to you for a while, but I'm not even hearing that. I mean, you're saying that, you know, that when you don't have sex, then things go from awkward, like conversations go from awkward to non-existent. I'm not even hearing you say, when we have sex, conversations are great and it's safe for a few days until it becomes unsafe again, emotionally. Um, I'm hearing you say that even when you're having sex with him, it's awkward because you're saying it's going from awkward to non-existent. So again, is that, is that true 100% of the time, 80% of the time, 50%? So I am really curious to understand more about the situation. And, um, and it is tricky because sometimes it's hard to know, you know, am I feeling unsafe and anxious because that's just me as a person? Am I just anxious in relationship? Um, you know, that could be true. You could explore some of your past relationships and look at that more deeply. Um, and, but again, what I would do is probably say you could start with your own work if he's not willing to do work with you. If he is willing, then I think what would be in your best interest would be to um, find someone who can help the two of you really explore what each of you needs and how to integrate your needs in a way that actually feels safe for the two of you. And if that's possible. Because again, if you have never, ever felt safe in the last 10 years emotionally in his presence, then I, I, would, I would really want to explore that with you more deeply. So it's hard for me to answer your question for those reasons, because there is a part of me that just wants to be realistic and our nervous systems don't really lie to us, meaning they don't tell us that necessarily the truth about the external world, right? We can feel unsafe with someone and that doesn't mean that someone is actually unsafe, but it does mean that we are experiencing a sense of unsafety. We are in a place where we're perceiving a threat and our nervous system is, is letting us know that that's how you are perceiving and experiencing something. And in a way it doesn't matter whether that's real or unreal. If it's your experience, you're still adding so much stress to the stress to the body over time if that's actually how you're feeling in his presence. Now, again, what I would want to look at is can you get the help you would need to feel secure enough in yourself 
to start to feel safer in his presence, if that's possible. Now, as you get help and support, you may find that someone is able to say, you know, let's look at ways to try to provide more safety for him and see if he will in turn help you feel more safe and just start to explore what's possible there. Because I've seen so many different ways that this can play out. I have seen situations where um, it makes sense to me that someone's anxious. Like I see a couple interacting and I'm going, oh, it makes sense to me that you're anxious, right? By the way, your partner's responding to you. That makes sense to me. Someone who is actually prone to feeling anxious in the presence of a romantic partner. Okay, so that's my strategy when I'm afraid to speak up about my needs or share my feelings. My strategy is to become anxious. And um, so I might be able to look at it and say, well, I, I can see why you feel anxious now, but I can also sometimes see where your partner just needs to learn some new skills to help you feel safer. And if he's willing to do that, then things might be able to change. Um, as far as sex itself, um, you know, I don't think, and I have maybe a different opinion than some people. I don't think there's anything wrong with needing and wanting and having some level of expectation around sex in a relationship. And expectation of anything can always add pressure and can always in a way cause a block as well. So it's this kind of weird paradox where when you're in a marriage, if you're in a monogamous marriage, you are saying you're the only person I'm having sex with. Now in monogamous marriages, sometimes it's okay to have other, you know, if you're in a healthy monogamous relationship, it's most likely okay to be having conversations with someone of the opposite sex and um, to be having, you know, certain boundaries, but being able to interact with the opposite sex is not generally a problem in a secure monogamous relationship, but having sex is usually outside of the agreement. So when the only person you're having sex with is your spouse, I think really getting clear on what are the needs each person has, is there a way to meet those needs in a way that um, acknowledges those needs? So there's that kind of expectation that way, but doesn't add a certain pressure and doesn't... Um, doesn't create a space where sex is used to threaten the partner. So, you know, he might just be being honest, like I can only feel connected when I'm having sex first, but I would really want to question that. And I understand that's his experience and there's nothing wrong with that. But I also believe it's possible to learn skills and actually practice things that can help you connect more deeply emotionally even prior to or without having sex. And there's also, um, there are also sexual practices that are not um, about intercourse or actually having sex. And so there are sexual practices that are things like breath work. And there are sexual practices that include, you know, non-sexual touch that are sexual practices in a way and they're to help start to create safety for one or both people if there has been a sort of um, 
experience a pattern of self-betrayal in sex and or any sexual history of sexual trauma. And, you know, sex can be very complex. So basically what I would say is that I'm kind of going off here, but it just makes sense to me that you're not feeling safe because it sounds like with or without the sex, with or without it, it's not great either way. With the sex, it makes it at at least then conversation happens, but it's still not great. So, you know, you guys could try connecting through um, like getting out in nature. You could try connecting through enjoying a hobby together. I mean, there's all these ways to try connecting other than having sex. Um, But my concern is, would you feel safe in those situations? If the two of you got out to go for a hike together, if the two of you decided to, you know, start a cooking class together, could you actually, would you feel safe in those situations or not? And you could explore it. You could say, you know, I want to, I want to do something together. I want to start practicing a hobby together or learning something together and see what happens. Now, again, those things can add extra pressure. If you don't already feel safe, those things don't always add connection. They can actually make it worse. For example, if Bryce and I decide to travel together, if we're working together, while those can be opportunities for a lot of connection, they can also be opportunities for a lot of conflict. And that's just the reality of anything we do together. And so if you don't have tools to work through conflict and actually get your nervous system back to kind of like that zero point where you feel really secure and safe again, and to know that you can do that, you know, fairly quickly and um, that you can actually stay at that zero point for, you know, periods of time in between the conflict. If that experience isn't growing, but you're just continually under a sort of humming stress and or conflict and or needing to try to keep things okay, not great, but okay, that is going to be so stressful on the nervous system over time. I think you actually put your health at risk and um, it just begins to be a decision. If it were me, I wouldn't move forward. If the way I'm reading your question, if it's accurate, I wouldn't move forward in this relationship without getting support and um, maybe even getting a few um, opinions from people who might support you because I just think that's, that doesn't sound like a very workable situation. Oh man, this question felt hard for me to answer because it just sounds like a really painful and difficult place to be. So um, I'm sending you lots and lots of care. Um, I am having a book pop up and it's by Gabor Mate. It's called When the Body Says No. And it just talks about what stress, especially consistent stress over time, can do to the body. So whether or not you read that book, you know, what I would say is trust your body. It doesn't mean your partner isn't a safe person or could never be safe, but you are not experiencing him that way. And, and it could be possible that other people might consensus say, yes, we, we don't perceive him to be a safe person emotionally. And that's you know, it would make sense. Or there might be some work the two of you need to do together. I don't know. I don't know enough about your situation, but pay attention to your body because your body is, um, it's telling you what's true for you. And you don't want your body to be under that much stress over that many years. 
So I'm sending you lots and lots of care. And again, for all those listening, sending your questions to Jenny at Advanced Relationship Academy. And take care. I will talk to you all soon.